0: I'm Peter Martin. And I'm Adam Maness. Welcome to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today, we're going to give you five creative improv hacks guaranteed to improve your bebop solo. Now, am I taking it too far with the guarantee, Adam? Now, normally I would
1: say that you should undersell and overproduce, but I think that in this case, you are not overselling at all. We will improve your bebop solos. Uh, with this with these great
0: hacks okay good because I think that you know bebop even if you're not playing straight bebop I think it's such an important skill to have in so many places it's almost like the foundational language of this music in a lot of ways and and uh, it's just great to kind of have it in your vocabulary so it's cool to have some different ways to be creative with it now let's let me start out if that's okay with one that's very simple because I love starting simple um, and that is to not start on the one. Now this we're talking about rhythm of course. This seems easy, but if I play a line like this, one, two, three, four. That's okay, right? Yeah, it's like six out of ten. Six, six. I was gonna say six point five, but okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now if I go one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's groovy. Yeah, so you know, now we're at a seven maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I realize I played a little bit different line, but it's just a lot of times I'll hear players playing good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And everything's like starting on one, it just gives it that segmented playing. So if you took a line that you like doing, one, two, three, four, one. Mm-hmm. As opposed to two, three, four. Where it's just a little bit square or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not to say that you should never start your your phrases on one, but switch it up. You know, if you're if everything is starting on one, start starting on the end of one. If you're starting to do everything on the end of one, go back to one or go to two or something like that.
0: Right, because, I mean, the notes that we have available are the same all the time, and the, and the lines we can get creative with and change them up, of course, but sometimes just starting on that end of one instead of on one. And then, of course, you can extend this to the end of three, the end of two. There's all different ands to, to add it to.
1: So speaking of switching it up, that brings us to our, our second point, which is creative enclosures to start a line. Now, what's a creative enclosure? That's a, not a hunting term to like a like a like a really fancy duck blind or something like that. It is it's surrounding a note in in a number of different ways so that let's say you have this phrase instead of that starting on this D you can
0: hold on just a second. I'm gonna give that a five point five.
1: Five point five? That's not bad, man. Come on. <laughs> That's a solid case anyway. Uh, instead of just starting straight on this D, you know, on one You can surround it from the top and then the bottom. Already, it's a little, whoa. You can go uh, from the bottom a whole step uh, below, and then a half step below, and then from the top. One, two, three. Mm -hmm. Already, it's starting to feel a little more bebop. You can start from a whole step above, and then a half step above, and then a half step below. I hear that sound all the time. And what's great about this is you're dealing with less information. Really, you're just playing... But when you, when you look at that D as your goal note, you can surround it however you want. Now you've gotten more mileage out
0: of just that one little lick. Right, right. Yeah, I, I love that too, because I'm always hearing from you know, players saying, "Well, I've got the same old stale lines," and they'll play them. And I'm like, "Those are good lines. Those are good ideas." And you're hearing them, you're feeling them. Sometimes it just needs, just like the rhythmic thing. Sometimes it just needs a little bit of melodic flair. And there's so many different ways to do this. That can become a big part of your individual style if, if you play this out right.
1: Absolutely, and you can use those, you know, not just to start a line, but in the middle of a line too. Right, you know, same right. line, but putting that enclosure around the B flat. You can
0: do that on any of those notes. Yeah, and I mean, this is really one of the the easiest ways to get to that authentic bebop sound. I mean, of course, it's got to be swinging. It's got to be in the right context. But these enclosures are so much. I mean, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Thelonious Monk. Um, you know, all, all the great bebop players or that were rooted in that music. You're going to hear a lot of this in their lines, especially early mm. on. True. All right, number three, we've got diminished resolving to major now let's let's unpack what this sounds like we've got a c major we got all that kind of stuff but we've also got that's a nine out of ten right there okay i'm getting there damn, damn. so i'm gonna go one two three four So that's, that's a, four bars of C major, but I'm I'm throwing in a C fully diminished and I'm giving it this with that major seventh as opposed to the diminished seventh. And then I'm
1: resolving it right into the major. That's great. It's such an emotional pull on that C major. It's it's a great way to mask it for a second and then bring your audience home to, Absolutely. That, to that one chord. Yep, that's, that's it. True. Yeah. So that brings us to diminished scales broken in thirds. So everybody knows the diminished scale, right? If you don't, check it out. The half whole diminished scale, let's say we're in F, F, uh, G flat, A flat, A natural, B natural, C, D, E flat, F. Now we usually use these over dominant chords uh, going somewhere. So in this case, we'd go to uh, a B flat major 7 enclosure there nice. a couple of enclosures but for this instead of just playing a straight diminished scale just like you would with any other scale you can break this up in thirds and then go to a scale pattern it's really effective with the diminished scale I mean it just has that great like out there I'm tumbling kind of sound and then you bring it home So that's a really, a really cool hack.
0: Great, great. And our final uh, creative improv hack for bebop playing is what I like to call a bebop arpeggio. Now, I like to think that I came up with this name but I'm pretty sure I didn't. Well, I know I didn't come up with bebop or arpeggio, and I'm probably not the first one to put them both together. But... Are you
1: just throwing around
0: classic <laughs> musical terms? And I'm trying, I'm try trying. To say, all right. <laughs> but, I mean, the way I think about it, because, you know, I grew up playing a lot of classical music and, and, and going through a lot of the traditional classical piano pedagogy. And so, you know, all the different arpeggios... Know, practicing them a lot of different ways but as I started to hear jazz and especially bebop and then kind of hard bop and, and you know all the great music that came after the bebop era I, I was always hearing that kind of sound you know and I started learning some of the solos and I was like man it's 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 arpeggiated but it's not you know uh, you never hear that's corny but you might hear things that sound like arpeggiation so the closest I could come up with in terms of practicing and this can work really well for, for, for any instrument is thinking about going up to the ninth and we'll, we'll do it in dominant seventh but you could you can do it in minor you can do a diminished you can do it in major seven even six nine but we look at one three five seven nine yeah. and you know on the piano this has some technical challenges in, in terms of how you do this but it's the you know it's the same thing going up into different keys but the way it's broken up rhythmically especially with the more traditional bebop sound I think is so you're going up to the seventh and then you're going third to the ninth and there's a lot of different lot of different cool ways to practice that, uh. but the but the foundation is that, you know. And you can use that on other quality of chords, right? Yeah, yeah. Like right there was minor seven, uh, major seven. You can even. The Lydian, you can kind of do it wherever. Lydian dominant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, minor, you know, dominant with the minor ninth. Uh oh, that got into some diminished hacks. Not for today, right? Oh, you were on nine point five, <laughs> and then it bumped you down to nine point two. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy those those five. You can really take any of them. I think kind of individually, and and, and especially like the the jazz or, I mean the bebop arpeggio, and kind of take that through on your instrument the different keys different patterns with that and uh, use it to enhance your bebop playing all right peace
1: that's it for today's episode of the you'll hear it podcast for more information or to hear more of these podcasts go to openstudionetwork.com slash podcast.